Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm looking at my new suit, Bubba. If you've actually watched this movie, you'll get the context. I mean, I'm Alex. <sighs> and this week, we're talking about the Predator. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about we're talking about Shane Black's "Look at My New Suit, Bubba," the new Will Ferrell Which, comedy. For you uh, eagle-eyed eagle-eyed listeners, uh, you may realize that is not a fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two different movies, in fact. Which also stars Will Ferrell. Correct. No, uh, we're playing a little catch-up. We'll get to Fistful of Dollars soon enough. Um, But yeah, now we're talking about The Predator. Tyler, why are we talking about The Predator? That's a good question. I think it's actually your fault, so... Yeah, I did kind of push for this. You know what the best part is? We still have to do Venom at some point. No, Venom's fine. I'm going to hate it. I'm, I'm probably going to give it like a D, but it's fine. This is the most fun I've had watching one of these stupid Alien vs. Predator franchise movies since Aliens. Which, as you may remember, is the second movie. It's like 11 movie series that we've done. Remember when I said okay. I blame you? Everything's going to be okay. Because I blame you. Everything's going to be okay. So The Predator, directed by Shane Black... Kind of. From 2018, it has a 32% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes sure. and a 38% audience score. Seems fair. Consistently low marks. Tyler, what is your best thing, <clears throat> if you have one, and your worst thing about El Predador? I do actually have a genuine best thing, which is uh, the uh, creative kills. <laughs> In this movie, uh, there is a lot of fun violence. There's a lot of fun, kind of uh, silly, weird um, violence caused by the, especially towards the end with the the predator hunting everyone down. Like there's there's some stuff there. There's some there's some inter- there's some uh, the Hobbit uh, desolation of Sma- is that the second one? Is that the third one? The third one is Battle of the Battle five of armies. Five Armies. Yeah, there's some there's some Battle of Five Armies unrated edition uh, uh, fun going on here. Um, not quite not quite at that level, but there is there's a bit of that. Um, my worst thing is like, why did they make this movie? <laughs> That's about sums it up. Like, what? I don't know who asked for this. I don't know who, like, I just stop making these movies. I can't really argue with that. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, a, it's not a good movie, and I could, I could pick out more specific things, but my overall concept just going into this was, like, what am I, what am I getting out of this? And as I went along, I realized nothing. <laughs> the answer is nothing. Yeah, that was that was something that I I was kind of questioning the whole time. I was going, "What's this movie's mission statement?" Yes, and it doesn't really have one, and I'm no. not sure if it originally had one or if if it was ruined from the beginning. Right. Um, and we'll get into some of the production stuff. Uh, my best thing, I think, overall, is just the entertainment value. Sure. Um, for better or for worse, this movie is never boring. Um, yeah. 
the action scenes are pretty fun for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some of the performances are solid. There's some interesting ideas occasionally um, yeah. that hints at maybe like an actual movie being, you know, provided mm-hmm. to us. Um, <laughs> but then there's just so much stupid stuff. But it's the kind of stupid stuff where you, you're just hanging out with some buddies and you're just making fun of it. I was heavily invested in the movie. Yeah. Um, more so the... I wanted to know where it was going. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's the best way to put it. For better uh, or is, for worse, I wanted again, to know where it was going. The first time I've said that since Aliens from 1986. Second movie in this 11 movie series. I don't know if it's 11 movies. I'm going with 11 movies. Probably something like that. Um, I have many, many worse things. Sure. Um... I'm gonna go with the snarky, the snarky worst thing. Uh-huh. Um, the the spear, the alien tail <laughs> spear that uh, I can't remember her name. Lex in in the first AVP movie, it's on display at the the lab in this movie, and that I I hate that so much. <laughs> wait, wait, is Lex a character from AVP? Yeah, she's she's the the female lead in that. My mm-hmm. worst thing about this podcast is that you remember the name of a character from Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, yeah. That was a movie. I should just jump out the window now. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't reference trash in your trashy movie. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, it could get at least a little bit worse. I think this is better than both AVP yes. movies. Um I don't know. Uh, I can't say it's better than any of the other Predator movies, but I'll say it's better I'd, than those. I'd say pretty definitively better than those. Yeah. Um, it's trying. It is trying. I can give it that much. There, there was, There is a vision for this movie, and there is an attempt to execute it to the best abilities of the people involved. Uh, probably not considering whatever might have happened uh, behind the scenes in the editing room. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Fair enough. I, I, yeah, I have given my worst thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? I, I, there's so much wrong. I feel like my 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 instinct is to just go full stream of consciousness and just like remember weird things that happened in the movie. Um, because I think if we start doing that, there there will be people who haven't watched the movie who will be like, wait, that happened in the movie? And we'll be like, yep. Yeah. Um, I will say, one of, one of the, to, on, a, on a more serious note, one of the more kind of like weird, problematic things that, beyond just being like a bad movie, I, I found legitimately like, oh, that makes me feel gross inside. Um, <laughs> early on, there is a scene where the Predator is breaking out of uh, government containment. Um, Which might they, overall be the best action scene of the movie. Yeah, they they captured the Predator. Um, Even though the Predator's being shot in, like, broad daylight. It's not broad daylight, but, you know, it's, it's very clear. Yeah, yeah, There's no yeah. shadows to it. Pretty much all the mystique and, and scariness of the the Predator is gone. Which, good job. I'm glad. Thank you. Uh, um, it's good and bad. Good and bad. I'd but, say but, story-wise it's fine, but I just, you know... Stick to the shadows a little bit. Like you're, we don't, we don't need the build-up. You're build the up. reason. You're the reason we get the stupid build-up of the predator going. 
getting the the, not the, the talk- light the, the the goggles with the weird colors and it's like oh what's that it was it's a weird alien oh what's that gonna oh it's a predator oh i clapped i clapped because i know what that is <laughs> Which I've complained about, I think, in every Predator move we've done, maybe including the first Predator. <laughs> um, which is just I, I'm not like, talking about story No, wise. no, I, I, I follow what you're saying. I'm, I'm strictly talking how they shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it is, it is weird to have this thing that's so... For, for so long, it's been sort of, like, played as a horror monster. Um, when... I mean, it, and it is, but it's it's such a unique monster that I think has probably never been as utilized as well as it could have been, um, because it's this weird, grotesque alien creature. But it's a hunter with all this high tech technology, and like that's, I mean, they definitely try to 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 revolve around that aesthetic for the Predator movies. But I don't think we've ever really seen like a good thing that really. I don't. I feel like they've never highlighted just how weird and creepy the monster can be because it's this highly advanced thing that is also it's basically like you dressed up the the creature from the black lagoon in like this full high-tech military armor that nobody can stop yeah um and that's a really cool concept and i i don't know that i've ever seen that concept realized in such a way that i'm like man that's really cool and creepy um i feel like it it, it kind of always either they play it the same way like the other movies or in this one they just turn it into action slot. i mean I mean, I would say the bigger issue with the the mystique of the Predator, like you're talking about, the bigger issue is the fact that they introduced the Super Predator, who's just, like, twice as tall. And then it's like, oh, he's the real real bad Predator. It's the same thing they tried to do in Predators, where they have, like, these newer, more extreme versions of Predator that hate the the classic version. Um, But at least in that, they didn't didn't just go, hey, what what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? A bigger Predator. Yeah. Like this, um, is, this feels very half baked because it immediately it does that thing where you immediately cast aside the old guy, and it's like, oh, don't care about him. It's boring. Um, they also they 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 try to do like the with the big predator. They try to do the oh the tear the head off the body with the spine attached. Oh, it's so you know he did that to the other predator. Oh wow! But I think there's a huge missed opportunity for some some big f yeah action. Um, Jurassic World, not Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but Jurassic World style. Okay, there um, we go. Where you get kind of the nostalgic, ooh, the Predator, he's he's teaming up with the humans to take down the, the big Predator. Like, you, you know, you, I feel like that's something that I kind of immediately assumed was going to happen. Or even uh, Terminator, you know, um, Terminator 2. It's like, oh, we got the old Terminator, and he's teaming up with the humans to take down this new fancy Terminator that's supposed to be a lot better. And you know that it's 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 almost an underdog fight, but you're with this nostalgic thing, and it's a twist on a nostalgic thing. It's really cool. They should have done something like that, and they don't. They 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 cut the old predator out of the movie. Yes, they did yeah. before they reshot everything. Oh, really? Interesting. There are images. I guess we're going ahead and getting into the production stuff. Um, this movie infamously had like massive reshoots to its third act. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of the second half, I would imagine. Um, there's images of predators in human tanks with our soldier uh, buddies. That sounds dumb. I want it. Yeah. I, I I do wonder if Shane Black was kind of trying to embrace the stupid, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And you get hints of that. Yeah. 
and, and what's but, left of the movie. But at the end, it just kind of turns into generic action schlock, and they're hanging yeah. from the thing as it's flying, which we did in Alien Covenant, mm-hmm. and we hated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me get. In, let me go ahead and address the other big change to the end. Okay. Um, so at the end of the movie. We find that the the predator who shows up at the beginning of the movie, who apparently is trying to save us, despite killing like fifty people before he dies, um, I don't understand. Uh, very clearly reshoots um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. affected that somehow. The our our main character Boyd Holbrook, he's in the, the science lab with his son. It's kind of weird that Olivia Munn's not there, but oh well. Um, they find out that the package that he, the Predator left for them is this giant Iron Man-esque armor. Mm-hmm. And then he says, that's that's my new suit, Bubba. And Bubba. it makes no sense, and it's just terrible, and I loved it. Um, I really wish Boy- Boyd Holbrook occasionally, like, he, he's sort of, it's, it's very um, Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. Not yes. Rick Flagg. Is that right? Yes. That's not the right name, is it? Yes, it is. Is that not the same guy from... Anyway. Rick Flagg um, is Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Who's the guy from The Stand by Stephen King? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, look that up for me. Why, why, why don't you? <laughs> while, no. While I discuss this. No, I'm, I'm uh, leaving you to dry, completely man. Completely irrelevant. So, uh, the... Yeah, he goes into this like southern accent every now and then and like he doesn't really commit to it he does he does this thing that a lot like uh oh you mean it's almost like they did reshoots and they told him at some points to to enhance it more and sometimes not to brad pitt in inglorious bastards is probably the best example i've ever seen and it's still not perfect but it's it's probably the best example i've ever seen of of someone kind of understanding the southern accent who is not like an actor really, really grasping, and I've, I'm sure there, there's a lot better examples. Of, but I'm just thinking like popular movies where they cast someone and they're like, oh, you got to have a southern accent. Right. Um, he does a pretty good job of that, and and I think that there are, by, by and large, southern accents in movies tend to be really bad, and th- and part of that is because uh, we are both from the south, and so um, I definitely pick up on that. Like I, you know, it, it's the same thing where like if if you know you were a you grew up in france and you heard the way that our actors do french accents like you heard an american actor doing a french accent you'd pr- it'd probably be nails against the chalkboard yeah um same kind of thing anyway yeah he d- he does this thing where he just sort of like sometimes it just sounds normal and sometimes he he plays it up a little and i, I kind of wish it had just turned into like occasionally he just kind of takes on like an english accent or like an irish like he just like floats between accents as the movie gets increasingly off the rails yeah by the end, he's 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 screaming at the predators in German first order style. <laughs> Just... um, that, but yeah, yeah, that would be that would be pretty he's, good. He's not bad in this movie, I will say, but uh, that was one thing I noticed. Anyway, that, no, that was all no, no, that I, was I, all I, rumination on Bubba. <laughs> well, I, I like Boyd Holbrook a lot. He's one of the you know it, Logan's a, you know a perfect movie for me anyway, <laughs> and, and he's one of, he's one of the parts that makes it so good. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of weird that you know they haven't really given him an opportunity to really shine since then. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Randall Flag is. Oh, you're you're back on that. Anyways, for all, you, for all you King fans. So apparently, a few different alternate versions of the ending were shot. Um, 
I'm not sure how much of this kind of overlaps. Basically, they find a person instead of a st- stupid Iron Man Predator armor. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't reveal it. I think the idea is that they find a Wayland yutani pod. Big question marks everywhere. With a yeah. facehugger-like device, but it's like an electronic device, so it's not actually a facehugger over their face so that way you can't tell who it is that way for the sequel they could get back the actual actors um so one version would be dutch and (laughs) at least that kind of makes sense sure sure. um not we don't know anything about what's happened to him since the last i think he at least timeline wise i buy him still being alive yes the other two one of which is an older version of newt from aliens if you remember, died off screen at the beginning of Alien 3. At the age of like 10. At the age of like 10. The other of which is uh, Ripley. Mm -hmm. I just want to know the thought process. Who has died multiple times, both both far into the future. I just want to know the thought process. Were they really thinking we're going to bring back Alien vs. Predator? Or... Was it just we're gonna shoehorn these characters into Predator now, and we'll throw in some time travel explanation? What? You yeah, have no idea. No what's clue. What's the status of of uh, what's his face on the Alien movies? In term, the director who did Neil Blomkamp. No, 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 Ridley Scott. Oh, what, what's the status of him? Have they finally kicked him kicked him off and been like, go do something else? I think Covenant technically it, well, it underperformed. I don't know if it's technically a bomb. Um, Covenant didn't do well, and then Disney's buying Fox, so who knows how much more alien stuff we're going to be getting, you know? Um, yeah, I just, I don't understand the thought process behind that ending. And I really want to know whose idea it was. Like, was it Shane Black's idea, or was it the studio trying to pressure him to do something? The, so while the future of Ridley Scott's Alien franchise depends on the big screen remains unclear, details about the next intended film, Alien Awakening, are coming into focus. As part of Empire Magazine's special Alien anniversary issue, the publication confirms screenwriter John Logan, who co-wrote Alien Covenant, has already finished writing Awakening, and the film is now waiting to be made. You know... Yeah. I think I showed you this recently. There's there's a there's an SNL it's an SNL skit uh, from who knows when where Ryan Gosling uh, plays a dude who's freaking out about the fact that Avatar uses papyrus as the the title font. And he's like losing his mind. Uh, that's me with the Alien franchise. Naturally, I'm like, what? Why are you making another one? Nobody wants these. I don't care if they do fine at the box office. Stop it. If you're gonna do one, make it good. People stopped caring about Predator so long ago. Yep. I don't even know why you're still trying. At least Alien, I get the concept. Do something good with it. I don't care. Nobody cares. I liked Predators. No, you didn't. (laughs) Yes, I did. I like you Predators. liked it because it rose above the mediocrity of crap I, I that is the Alien vs. Predator franchise. I'm so done. 
Royce. Disney, Royce take me Predators. away. That makes so much more sense for him to have been in that pod at the end of the movie, especially because he's been on a Predator planet. It makes sense for them to have transported him back. Is that is that Adrian Brody? Yes. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd make me care. I don't believe that was one of the endings that they as, shot with him, but doesn't that just make so as, much more sense than literally any of the other options? I am, I'm fine with all of these options as long as he still says, that's my new suit, Bubba. And just everyone just kind of looks at him creepily and it's just like, what, what are you? What, what, no, no, what? then Adrian Brody, he, he's just like, Bubba. And then it cuts to credits. <laughs> that's my mommy's name. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Do, so anyway, okay. the point oh, I was going to make uh, like yeah. half an hour ago, <laughs> we've been recording for 20 <laughs> minutes, but like half an hour ago, Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say about the thing that, that I legitimately, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that genuinely, genuinely upsets me. Uh, Olivia Munn in the, in the scene where the predator breaks out, they, they, they already set up. So first of all, they set up that she, there, there's like two pods side by side that everyone who walks into the lab has to undress and get like scanned. And so she and Doctor Man uh, walk in there. Gary Busey's son. Yeah, and that's very strange. So that's all. That's already weird. Is he so, well? Is he supposed to be playing the son of Gary Busey's character from Predator Two? Probably. They don't like directly reference it or anything, which is kind of strange considering the lengths that this movie goes to to reference the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they. By yeah, the way, they, they... The, the the lines where they bring back uh, predator quotes are just the worst. Correct. Um, you are as, one as... beautiful mother effer. Ah, yeah. stop it. Um, they they get it. So first of all, they set that up. It's like, okay, that's weird. Why would you do that? Why would there be two pods? Why would it not be like one? Why is it all in an open glass room? That's all weird whatever I get that you want to have a Lenny Olivia Mana dress whatever it's annoying and we need to stop doing stuff like that but that's action movie but idea. here's the thing here's the thing and I'm yes. gonna get weird for a second <laughs> I'm excited if you're getting a, a well known attractive actress to undress mm-hmm. which I think Olivia Mann qualifies for this mm-hmm. Usually, they would show something. Yes. Well, and I'm I'm getting to let me let me flesh out this point a little bit, and then you can get to to you can you can make this point a little okay. more clearly. Um. So they go through that, but then when the predator is wrecking havoc, wreaking havoc on the the lab, and murdering tries to escape, everyone, and it won't let her get out. Until she undresses quickly and then she has gets to into decontaminate. The pod. Yeah, she has to do it again, and now it's in the context of like the predators freaking out. I, the, I guess they're going for like a, a vulnerability thing, but it just does not sit well. It's just so. It's like I, I thought we were done doing stuff like this in movies. Like this yeah. is, this is just distasteful. Well, especially when you you think about like the previous Predator movies, and you realize, oh hey, if she was just kind of helpless and like standing in the corner, fully clothed. The predator yeah. probably would have just it's walked the, past her. There's no, there's no, nothing that says, oh, she has to be naked for the predator to. But like, it's it's putting her, and I, I mean, obviously an actress, but like putting a, a, a female character in that position and having them be like super vulnerable for like no reason. There's no like plot significance. She never kind of overcomes anything, or like yeah. it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have any, and, any, it and, doesn't say anything about it. 
we're not trying to be like stupid, you know, SJWs about this kind of thing. It just is weird and it seemed to serve no purpose. And getting back to my previous point, mm-hmm. they don't like show anything. And I'm not saying like they need to, you know, expose right. her, her nude body or anything. But usually like Michael Bay, even yes. fully clothed girls, he photographs them in a way that pleases a lot of guys. Yeah. He 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 is very overtly, he's kind of offensively them. sexual. Yeah, yeah, and he just he just throws that out there, and, and, and you're like, I hate this. And I mean, it's still problematic, but it's like I I get what you're going for. I get who you're selling this to. <laughs> yeah, this I don't yeah, yeah, get. There's like no sex appeal to to the scenes where she has to undress. Which is I guess why is my overall across, point. Yeah, is why it, co- it comes across as so uncomfortable to me because I'm like, why is this in here? Like that's. I don't know that 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 was unsettling. I, was I like, hope she is, got paid a lot between know, this right? between this and like the the I don't know if he was an actual pedophile or an alleged pedophile. Yeah, I didn't read up on this. One of Shane Black's um, I don't want to say buddies, but he hired him before on like previous movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, last minute, Twentieth Century Fox had to cut out the scene that he's in because right. Olivia Munn was raising hell about it um, mm-hmm. because she was not told about that when she yeah. joined the movie, which. Fair enough. Fair. Um, and I I think, just based off watching the movie, I don't know for certain, I think her intro scene is where that happens. Because mm-hmm. the army guys just pick her up in the park, and yep. the scene just starts and ends in like five seconds. And there's a moment where, where they're like, oh, we'll, t- we'll look after your dog. It's like there's there's no... There's no setup shot of her walking through the park with a dog. There, mm-hmm. like there's, It just starts with the army guys walking in. It's really weird. And then you realize, I feel like they could have condensed this so Olivia Munn was already working at the lab and was just a scientist there. Yeah, yeah. If you were going to reshoot this movie. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would help raise a little mystery and suspense when, you know, the Predator wreaks havoc and he's, he's running out and the army guys are like, what's going on? And you suddenly see her running out with the start gun. Mm-hmm. Before that, you're <laughs> given the context that we have, we're going. Why is she suddenly like super gung ho about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But if you had a little bit of mystery, maybe you build in some kind of military backstory. I don't know. She's suddenly wielding guns, and it's like, yeah. what? Yeah, I mean, the, and that's the Red Letter Media uh, made a point. I remember about about that in their review of this. Um, and I don't know that I agree with that necessarily because they still play her as like she's very like she's she's trep- trepidatious is that a word? Uh, she's she's not like oh man I I know how to use a gun like right straight up you know I'm 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 great at this like she's she's very much kind of just trying to keep up um, trying to kind of like she she plays it really well she's you know someone who's who's not really familiar with with being in the middle of I guess a military. Uh, event military military skirmish and um trying to kind of adapt to that but they they use that as part of the larger point of like there's this weird thing where where now we're we're getting to the point where like okay you know hollywood is actually understanding that you know having uh heroes that are not your traditional straight white male uh, that's a good thing, and that you know diversity is 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 something that that is to be you know should be celebrated. And like you know people people like to see themselves represented on screen. Um, but there's this thing where every they basically play female action heroes as if they're male action heroes. You know they they yeah. play them in the exact same way, and it's always 
macho uh you know fighter person and, and it's 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 kind of offensive guy starts to, to flirt with her and she punches his lights out yeah and it's it's kind of offensive to like in the in the opposite direction where it's like oh wow you're not actually trying to write a compelling character you're just trying to uh appeal to hey female hero lady yeah. um but when you when you do something like that and you combine it with that weird scene where she's naked while the predator's walking around like it just feel it feels very mixed, shallow Shane Black I'm yes. getting mixed signals here yeah it, it feels very shallow and it feels very almost studio mandated like like they they each of those two different things they put in there without even slightly considering the fact that they would be kind of at odds with each other. They were just like, eh, yeah, we need naked scene, but we also need lady with gun. Put those in there. Don't care about what we're saying. Don't care about what kind of message this is sending or anything. Um, so yeah, that's, that was a whole thing that, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and that's about all the like actual serious commentary I have about this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rest, oh boy. Um... Uh, do we want to talk about the soldiers or the kid or, or uh, do what you want? <laughs> Sterling K. Brown's character who <laughs> dies in the weirdest possible way. Doesn't he get like no? What, okay, how... if I wasn't being snarky with with my my worst thing, I would say the editing overall. This mm-hmm. movie is a total hatchet job trying to get it down as close as it can to an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, Scenes just start and end without any proper transitions, any, you know, you know, starting shots, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and they just kind of, it almost feels like some scenes end mid-dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's no real art to it, I guess. Like, there's, no. like that, there, there were a couple of sequences where it seemed like they were kind of, detri- they were trying to kind of interplay three different ongoing narratives. Like, they were putting in the the people the military people were like trying to track down where the alien was going or where the predator was going and then the predator was coming to earth and then the kid was messing with the the electronics and it seemed like that was supposed to be like a a momentum type thing like it was like oh we're cutting from there to there to there to there to there to there and we're right. kind of you know building a a, a sequence like we're, we're there's some structure to it yeah uh, but it, they don't really pull it off at all so there's just some weird cuts back and forth and it, it doesn't it's very wobbly and and bumpy yeah I agree. <laughs> um, the editing's just atrocious, and it doesn't help reshooting the last third of the movie. Like, um, this isn't quite Suicide Squad, or even I don't know. I would akin this to something like Batman versus Superman, where yeah, if you were to put all the scenes back in as they're supposed to be, the movie would be more coherent. Yes. But I can't say it would be any better. Right. Right, exactly. Um it's comparable to Suicide Squad. It's not as bad, but it's it's there are uh and, and this is from our non professional uh opinions, but usually if we're talking about the editing, something has gone horribly wrong because you know, we we'll we'll notice when it's like, Oh hey, there's some cool some cool uh cuts here and like, you know, they do some fun stuff with that. But like when you, when we notice that the overall editing of a movie is very bad, it, it usually means that uh, they've 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 done done it poorly enough to get on our notice. Yeah. Um. So that that tells you something. Yeah. Um. I don't know how I feel about the soldier characters. <laughs> what? How many are there? 
Oh, you're talking about the... Okay, I follow. I follow. The prisoners that Boyd Holbrook joins on yeah, the bus. Yeah, this was the weirdest thing. So, it's so, so strange. Yeah, they, they set up some... They set up some, like, actually interesting backstory for some of these guys. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, who's, who's the main guy that... <coughs> I'm dying. Who's the main guy that he talks to initially? I can't, I can't remember. Uh, let me look him up real quick. He's the guy that he. They, they set up a guy who says that he, uh, like, got. He's. They, they're all pres- basically like prisoners on like a rehabilitation thing. Like they're maybe like heading for asylum or like I don't. I don't really know exactly what the the setup of this is. I don't entirely follow. Yeah, and I was a little bit confused about the locations of everything. Mm-hmm. How so? This bus has to be close to that lab facility, right? I guess. How did these these guys end up near this lab facility where yeah. they have a predator? Yeah, I was a little I, bit confused about all that. Uh, I got nothing for you. And if the movie was better, I wouldn't be questioning that as much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's the guy that he talks to who I assume you were looking up his name. Um and he is says it, that is he... it Williams? Yeah. Tra- Travante right. Rhodes is the actor, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Um, I'm just looking at yeah, the, the list here. Yeah. He uh he gets he says that he like got put there because he fired on a uh he I think he like got addicted to drugs and like he fired on an uh uh his his commanding officer yeah and then they reveal later that he actually tried to kill himself but he he like missed um and that's 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 an interesting angle uh keegan michael key who we'll have to probably spend some time talking about um he accidentally fired on a uh friendly or did friendly fire on a uh another vehicle like one of his his commands or his squad's vehicles and um that's why he's there and so he's kind of like cracked after that but then they they reveal later that that Thomas Jane he is the only survivor of the vehicle that King and Michael Key shot, and they're already built up before that point that they're best friends and they're like you know really close or whatever. Uh, so that's like a really interesting angle, like oh best friends, but like like that's 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 genuinely interesting character setup. Yeah, um, but it's it's typical backstory where we don't really delve into it that much, and it ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot. Where exactly. we just like, kind of mention it as exposition in one scene, and then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they they kind of tell tell you who everyone is to begin with, and then they have a they, there's some twist to their exposition and their backstory later on, and it's neat, but they don't do anything with it. They're, it's just like, oh yeah, these guys are all messed up, and I guess they're actually more messed up than you thought, and that's about it. <laughs> and and, and like I that, I hate Keegan Michael Key's performance in this. <laughs> Yeah, you have a much more of a problem with this than I did. So you you talk about that because I I can't really like defend it necessarily. I just found it you know mildly entertaining. It just it screams so much to me as they're shooting the movie. Shane Black hasn't written <laughs> enough dialogue for the scene, so he goes, "Hey Keegan, say something funny," and he says something. He just says anything. Mm-hmm. It's not actually funny, but to help sell it as being funny, he just laughs hysterically. All of his terrible jokes, I didn't find any of them funny. There were a couple... Basically, whenever I laughed at something he said, he didn't follow it up by laughing hysterically. Sure. Like, there's that that whole bit where he goes, um... 
hey man, if your mom was a video game, she'd be rated E for everyone. It's it's a stupid joke. But then he starts laughing hysterically. He's like, funny joke, are you laughing yet, kids? He does that several times and it really bothered me. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a kind of a taste thing. Um Yes. Yeah. He is definitely playing up more of like this this Ooh, zany zany funny character. Ooh, he's crazy. Um but likable. And you know, they they're definitely kind of playing that up. Um the right. same sort of idea with Thomas Jane and now he has Tourette's and but it's all he has to use profanity when he when he burst out but he can only say foul words yeah that's what i'm saying or bad words and i i don't think that's how tourette's works (laughs) it's very strange um oh the medical logic in this movie is just fantastic it's brilliant brilliant it's it's so insightful correct into the human condition Uh, I feel. Oh yeah, there, there's there's uh, Reek from Game of Thrones. He's he's in he's in this group. And after Theon. they ex- yeah. after they explain the interesting back interesting ish backstories of the other sort of disgraced soldiers, he's like, I like exploding things. It's like, okay, is that? Do you, can you can you tell us? Can you tell us something about that? It's like in an interview, like you, somebody gives a really bad interview uh, response because you're like. Hey, could you tell us about a time when you uh, when you when you helped a customer and they're like, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, there was customer was upset about something. And I, I helped them. It's like, can you can you tell me? Can you tell me anything about? Can you can you just anything at all? Really, they would you know just just explain why this is an interesting character thing and not every group of people in a military movie has to have one person who just likes blowing things up because that's cool, I guess. How dare you? It's just very strange. And then he dies before he blows anything up. Yeah, there's no there's no payoff to his character where he like sacrifices himself by blowing something up. There's Yeah. And and that would be stupid too, but at sure. least it, set up and payoff. Like we'd have something. Yeah. yeah. I still like them better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Now, Overall. either you said this or Joseph said this. Joseph, friend of the podcast, uh, joined us in the viewing of The Predator. One of y'all said at, at some point during the third act, wow, I'm liking, this is a better Suicide Squad movie than Suicide Squad. I think Joseph said that, yeah. yeah. And I was like, he's got a point. It's not much better, but he's got a point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's actually oh it's, these are it's scratching that itch a bit a bit better. Yeah, we understand that these are kind of uh, quote unquote irredeemable characters uh, doing something insane and and ultimately dying for it. Like that's that's an interesting angle, and that's how how it kind of should have played out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It doesn't. I just. I don't know. Agreed. <laughs> I concur. So let's, where we... let's talk about the kid. Yeah, uh, Boyd Holbrook's son, who's uh, played by uh, what's what's his name? Tremblay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's his name? I can't remember. I don't know. Jacob Tremblay, the kid from Room. Mm-hmm. 
and he's really good in that. And I guess he's fine here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, his whole thing is that he has special needs. He's on the spectrum, and somehow that's the next step of human evolution. Mm-hmm. And the predators want that because they take the DNA from the species that they hunt in order to yeah. perfect themselves. And they've, although they've if come a to predator Earth. kills humans, I don't see how they would why they would feel the need to extract DNA to better themselves. I don't know. Yeah. Also, they're coming to Earth to get all the humans DNA before global warming destroys the earth yeah question mark which is that is again, such a that is such a half-baked idea exactly like, like we need something we need some like, motivation well that's, well that's intriguing or is there more uh that was that was the only scene we we're gonna mention that <laughs> like oh okay yeah um the kid walks around for Halloween with the Predator helmet on. Oh, yeah, the kid kills somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't kill somebody. The the armor kills somebody. Ah, ah. So it's... There's a difference. It's like Batman. Correct. Um, he's like Batman. It's Batmobile. Yeah, he... I tried to do it uh, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Right between the eyes. He walks Could've up been. to a house and tries to knock on the door while wearing the Predator mask and no one answers on Halloween. And he turns around and the, his bullies, his bullies who, like, make fun of him because he's, like, a special needs kid, which, uh, I, 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 I mean, I guess that happens. Uh, you, you were kind of questioning that if you're, like, do people do that? Which I guess, like, but maybe the way I, they... Maybe I was just, I, I was raised in a nice school system. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember all that much well, bullying of, of the special needs kids. And, and the weird thing is it's almost too kind-hearted for like like it's like if if these kids are picking on a special needs kid like you'd think it would be almost worse like they're just kind of like walking around there and yeah. they're they're kind of Well like, there's the weird bit where they walk in the kids freaking out and they don't do anything to him they just leave I think they like knock some stuff over but that's yeah. obviously that's not that, that bad yeah, like they, they don't beat him up or anything. Which is like, I mean, I get it's supposed to be very traumatizing, and realistically, it is. I'm sure very traumatizing to be in that position. Um, yeah, but they don't sell it well. But yeah, like, it, I mean, you do kind of have to enhance this a little bit. It's a movie, and and that was something I was feeling too, because the kid, they they knock all the chess sets over, and then he, they there's like some some. Also, the score in this movie is not great. Um, we'll have to talk about that. I think it's Henry Jackman. Is it really? That's hilarious. Um, he, the, the, he, the, some like beautiful mind kind of music starts playing where it's yeah. like, oh, he's, he's putting, putting all together and he like memorized where all the pieces were on the boards. Yeah. And, and like it starts swelling and then like he put, he's putting everything back together and it's like, oh, that's cool. But then that's, I feel like a normal just, audience member wouldn't pick up on that. Yeah. The scene just kind of ends. And it's like, that wasn't, I mean, that's, that is like, Again, in reality, that's super impressive. We, we need a response. We need somebody to come in and see that he put all the yeah. chess pieces on there and to say something about we it. We need either a response or we need something that's more visually impressive in terms of what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. A um, little weird. And the, and the, But yeah, the, anyway, the, the bully scene, he, he, he walks up and he's walking away from the house uh, and the, his two bullies find him and they're like, oh, it's the special needs kid. Ooh. 
and um, he the he throws the a, a guy on like the the top floor of the house is like I got some treats for you because like uh, he's very upset that s- this little kid has come and knocked on his door on Halloween apparently yeah. in the middle of a very crowded neighborhood full of trick or treaters. Uh, and he chucks like a, a beer can or something at him, a piece of paper, I don't know, um, and hits the Predator helmet, and the helmet, you know, sticks the gun out and blasts yeah. the guy and blows up his house. And the boys are like, oh, and run away. Like, it, it does, like, the... It's a very, like, uh, kids' movie thing, where, or like a like an animated movie thing, where, where you know, the bullies are, are very... Uh, doing very shallow, like, teasing... Yeah, and then the the person, the little the little hero does something cool, and the bullies are freaked out and they run away. They probably like their pants fall down or something, and they have to like scramble to pull them back up. They do that, but the kid just killed the guy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, wait, are we are we addressing that? And if the rest of the movie was just bonkers, then that would be good. Like yeah. that would be fine. Yeah, but it's not. Too much yeah. of this is just played straight. Half this movie is insanity, and half this is is good insanity, and half they this movie they lobotomize is... a predator dog, and it ends up joining them. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's it. Is that half this movie is that, and that half happens this movie... in this movie. Yeah, they shoot this... a predator dog Correct. in the head, and it ends up joining them and, and helping they don't, them out. They shoot it, and it gets back up, and they don't immediately shoot it again. They're just yeah. like, oh, he must be lobotomized, and it's like, wait, how? Did, why did you not immediately freak out and be like, oh, we gotta, we gotta put that thing down. That's a massive alien dog that's just wandering the streets of a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. And then it follows them and becomes like a convenient, like, item dropper a- after, for after Olivia the, the, Munn. After the, the first act, the only kid that's in danger is, is Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> yes. We don't need to concern ourselves with these trick-or-treaters Which, on Halloween night. Which, yeah. I don't think that's ever brought back, because no. I, I think the movie takes place partially after Halloween. Yeah. But. Which is another distracting sort of thing, is that, obviously, you you don't you don't murder kids, at least, uh, gruesomely in a movie. That's, that's generally a no-no. Looking at you, AVP Requiem. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, you do it as maybe maybe you you do it as part of a a, a, a powerful moment. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't you don't do. I mean, like, and I'm not. This isn't like a thing the movie does. I'm saying you you don't. Obviously, you don't do that in the movie. But like, it becomes very distracting when like there is that moment where the the predator technology you know blows up the. It, there's a guy for it to blow up. There's a a grown man who's a jerk, and so it's fine that he dies. Right. Um, instead of blowing up the bullies and like also the predators apparently collect DNA from ripping out spines so like what why would they not just rip the kid's spine out <laughs> um it's a little it's a little distracting i think cuz it's like why i mean i guess the predators have a sense of honor but so they're going to raise the kid to adulthood before ripping his yeah. spine out is the plan um well the movie has a lot of potential mm mm-hmm. mhm both in terms of handling these soldier characters with these terrible, uh, you know, the, these horrible backstories, um, and having to overcome those, and something, trying to get that back into the the whole predator, you know, the greatest game, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, there is no better hunt than the hunt of a man. Mm-hmm. I think that's the line from Predators. Mm-hmm. Um, but, trying to merge these ideas together and trying to expand it a little bit there's something there they just don't do anything with it and 
I like the idea that they're trying to empower like a special needs character in in this this sci-fi you mm-hmm. know franchise film, but they just go to such a ludicrous degree with it where it's like he's the future of the human race. <laughs> well, there's a specific line where Olivia Munn says many people, many like scientists believe that spe- you know um, having special needs is the next step in human evolution. It's like, oh, that's that's weird. It's like, it's that's the a- same as in the first GI Joe when uh, Scarlet goes. Um, I don't believe in emotions because they're not based on anything in science. <laughs> and it's like hormones they are, though. and that's, chemicals yeah. in your brain are what cause you to have emotions. You moron! <laughs> they're totally based in science. It's like that where it's. The screenwriters put in like five seconds of thought and nothing beyond that. Yeah. And so that's uh That's sort of the the and it, it's the same thing as with what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, oh you gotta make Olivia Munn like an action star. Um Yeah. It's like you can you don't you don't have to take characters and put them into the same roles you've been giving to or take take maybe more marginalized peoples put them into the same roles that you've been giving to straight white men uh, for all these years like you don't have to do the exact same thing you can tell interesting stories with them just tell interesting stories with them make them prominent in your stories make them the star of your stories but then tell the story that you want to tell about them and and they just they keep trying to, to kind of in, in this movie they're, 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 it's very and I'm sure a lot of this is because they needed just a lot to, to fill things up with um, sort of fluff in order to make everything work together with the reshoots and everything. Right. Um, but there's just a lot of very, very half-baked, we're gonna say something that could be saying something, but it's not actually saying something. Yeah. That's probably the best quote I could give for the movie to put on the poster. <laughs> sure. There's lots of stuff that could be saying something, but it's not really saying something. Sure. Um, I like Sterling K. Brown in this movie. Yeah, he's he's fun. Um, the whole bit between him and Olivia Munn about why they call it a predator is is just hilarious. Yes, yes. And it's yeah. one of those bits where they're trying to get meta with it, where it's like, oh, we're gonna start to question the logic of the predator because he's really not that cool when you think about it. Well, yeah, because because the Olivia Munn's like, oh, he's not a he's not really a predator. Um, because he he's hunting he's not he's not hunting for pre- or he's not really a predator because he's not hunting for prey he's he's hunting for sport that's that's a uh, a sports hunter like that's different uh, and then Sterling K K Brown is like yeah but the predator sounds cool f yeah and then everyone around him is like f yeah yeah <laughs> like the, the entire lap um, which by the so way Joseph was keeping count because he was just yes, curious there's I over a hundred f bombs in this movie oh oh it is there are a hundred and twenty eight. Not including, I think, I think is what the final tally came to. Not including, he originally for a while was including the entire crowd in that scene. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, we'll say that's twenty nine. Uh, but even after that, like even just counting that as one, it's one hundred and twenty eight. I'd be curious about comparing it's, that to like Martin Scorsese movies, which are like three hours long, yeah. versus this hour and forty five minute it, movie. It's absurd, and it, it, it's funny because it's like, oh, that's that sets you up for this ridiculous fun action movie that's just right. like this crazy R-rated, you know, we're, we're going back to the 80s. We're, we're doing something insane and fun and we're just going to, ha- you know, do whatever we feel like with it, but we're not yeah. actually committing to that. We're, we're splicing this in with just the DNA of 
all the terrible action movies uh, and just just the most generic things you can come up with. I agree. Let's talk about the deaths in the final act. Oh no, let's not. Because um, they're they they did massive reshoots, so we don't have predators in tanks any longer. Sadly. We just have to kill off all of these army guys in ten minutes. Yeah, they they have... including Sterling Kane Brown in the most confusing death I've maybe ever watched on film, possibly. Uh, so let's start from the beginning. They're at the the, the base where the predator ship is, they built around the predator ship, um, and they there's. The predator is like, "Ooh, I'm I'm out, mm, coming or whatever." Or maybe it's somehow the, somehow some people driving a car get decapitated by a wire. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember how that happens, but it happens. Some guy some guy loses an arm because he he tries to use like the pred- the predator like boomerang thing, but when it comes back, he 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 like I guess he doesn't catch it right or he doesn't stick his arm out right, and so it just cuts his arm off and Sterling K. Brown shoots him because he's like weak now I guess uh, slow them down he'll never survive the night <laughs> and um, Sterling K. Brown dies somehow somehow he's got the the shoulder mounted laser gun mm-hmm. he's wearing that and they're chasing the big predator through the forest or the it's hunting them yeah. or something somehow The the laser gun turns on him and shoots him in the head. Yes. And number one, I don't know how that happens. And number two, the editing is so quick that yes. you're not even sure that he got shot. You're like, wait, was that him? Yeah. Was that, was that the was that the military bad guy? What? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very weird. And it um, feels very much like massive reshoots. They didn't get enough footage. <laughs> Just cut it. Keegan Michael Key and Thomas Jane get impaled on branches, which is. And then they they kill themselves at the same time, which is kind of fun. But there's no it's it's like it, it it's just immediately it's played, played for straight. Drama. Yeah, yeah. What, there should be like a Keiko Michael Key should make a Yo Mama joke, and then Sir, or Thomas Jane should should do some sort of Tourette's based stupid profanity tirade or something. Like there there should be some interaction there because they're supposed to be best friends and they've been doing saying insane things the whole movie. Um, so that was annoying. Yeah. Uh, then. Let's see what else. Uh, Nunez, is that his name? Who? We've completely forgotten to mention him the entire time. Uh, I think there's a reason for that. He kind of looks like Tom Hardy. If Tom Hardy was like, did a lot of drugs, maybe. <laughs> um, this is not. I mean, he's he's not like a. That's not like an insult to the character's appearance. That is legitimately. He just has like very long hair. Um. And like a kind of like a goatee thing um, going on. It's very pale. But, uh, I'm sure it's for the part. No, no insult meant to the character who played or the actor who played the character whose name we can't remember. Um, he gets he gets his legs chopped off by a force field on top of the predator ship, and then he 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 lands on the force field and slides into the forest. Oh yeah, uh, which is kind of insane and awesome. Um, but there's then, not like a cool line from him or anything. It's played totally straight. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, th- I think the joke we made was I I never had a character like because he, he literally yeah. gets nothing to do. Yeah. Um, he's like kind of nice to Olivia Munn sometimes. Um, is he the one that's trying to flirt with her? I can't remember. Yes, kind of. And then then Williams Williams blows up thir- 
throws himself into the, the the predator ship engine to blow it up so that it, it'll crash and they can kill him. And then the predator just like the way the predator gets killed. Like you remember, I mean, I don't love the first predator movie, but you remember the uh, the, the the final scene where Arnold set up all these traps and yeah, he's trying to take down the predator and this cat and mouse and back and forth and finally gets him. Uh, this is just like they crash and then they kind of like fight around for a bit and then. And then he dies. The predator, yeah, the predator loses his arms and legs, and somehow, and then he just dies. He's dead. And then, like, they can shoot him. They can suddenly shoot the predator easily, even though like bullets are bouncing off him earlier. Now they can just like <laughs> blow him up. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Not good. No. At least William's death. His death was probably the only even slightly interesting one at least on a character and thematic level because he had to sacrifice himself and you know that goes with him committing you know trying to yeah. commit suicide earlier like there's there's something there yeah eh. there's something eh also why did I mention earlier why is Olivia Munn not in that final scene with the scientists in the lab and stuff that didn't yeah make, you said that that didn't make oh any sense? Yeah. yeah um, There's also the bit where where the uh, McKenna, because that's the whole twist. What the whole twist is built on is that the predator is looking for McKenna, so that's yeah. that's Rick Flag. But instead, it's actually uh, um, the kid. Yeah. And so that's that's the whole thing. Uh, but because he's the predator senses that the kid is a great warrior, and that's sure. Um, <laughs> And and I'm just imagining Jacob Tremblay like dual wielding assault rifles. He's holding the spear, the the AVP spear. Ah! Uh, and he's got the alien head on one arm as a shield. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that movie. <laughs> but he, uh, they, he, older McKenna is talking to younger McKenna, and he's like here's my guys and he's like this is the cigarette pack left by Nunez oh yeah and he's like he's like burying a memorabilia of, of all of them and it's like wait do you want us to care I'm so, like what at what point did we what when also did this the, happen also most of these items were never introduced <laughs> yes that too very strange and that's basically the movie and that's basically the movie <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and get into grades. I don't I don't yeah. really have a whole lot more to yeah. say. Well, I was just going to say, a lot of the first half of the movie is dialogue between the soldiers that goes nowhere. Yeah. It's just a lot of weirdness. I don't know. I will say overall, as, as kind of a last note to summarize my thoughts, that it doesn't look bad. Um, no. It's actually, it's, it's shot by the guy who shot Batman vs. Superman, funnily enough. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty competent. I'd, I'd say And Watchmen. It's it's usually fairly clear what's happening if the editing doesn't just completely wreck it, but uh, it's neat. Um, in in terms of, I mean, it's it's entertaining. We we talked about that. Like, it's it's not a bad watch necessarily. Just... This is a perfectly fine bad dumb action movie to watch with friends and make fun of. Yes, yeah, make fun of, have a good time. Only through that lens. Yeah, yeah. D plus. Really, I mean, I, I'm surprised you went so high. Yeah, I was, I was feeling low on it earlier, but it, it the entertainment value is there. I, I can't, I can't really deny that. And I think when you get this bad, that's what you're going for. Um, I'm going D plus as well. Yeah, I, I, it's 
I was a lot lower on it, I think, when we first stopped watching it. But yeah. but my actual memories of it are a lot more fun, even if it is just terrible. Um, right. <laughs> now, you are technically saying that this is better than Predator 2 because you gave that a flat D. Yeah. I'm All right, I'm, I'm just confirming that. What else did I give the other movies? Go go through me just trashing all of these movies that are not Alien and Aliens. Let's start from the top. Predator, the original, I gave a B minus. You gave a C plus. Mm-hmm. Predator two, I gave a C minus. You gave a D. Alien versus Predator, I gave a D. You gave a D minus. AVP Requiem, both gave Fs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Predators, I gave a C plus. You gave a C minus. And then that's it. I gave Alien vs. Predator a D minus. Correct. Should have been an F. I don't know why I did that. Because <laughs> you knew AVP Requiem was coming. <laughs> I had some, I had to give myself room to room to fall. Um, they're both Fs. It's fine. Um, you want me to change it? Do it. I can change it. Do we it. can do that. All right, we're changing. To what I should have done thirty episodes ago. You know, it was much more than 30. Good. Get it away from me. Uh, yeah. So what I'm, t- what I'm saying is this is the... What, well, what did I get, Predators? Did I say C-? minus? Yes. All things considered, that's, that's a better movie. Um, better but, made, more cohesive story. Um, I still didn't like it very much, so... <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. It I just, feel more. I think it, my brain is clicking so much with if they had the person at the end being Royce, like yeah. that. That just makes so much sense to my brain. It's like, oh, we're trying to build continuity. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Yeah. Instead of just having these stupid Easter eggs, like the, like the alien spear. Yeah. Man, have it be the chick from AVP that shows up if you're going to do that. Have her be the one that shows up at the end, and then everybody would go, who? <laughs> I don't want to talk about these movies anymore. I agree. I don't want to talk about Predator or Alien anymore. I think we're done. I think we can call it a day. <laughs> we, I think we can close the book on, on on that franchise permanently. Well, Disney just picked up Fox's assets, right? Isn't that going through for sure? I, I don't know point? if it's for sure. I don't know. I think it's pretty pretty done deal. So hopefully they'll do something that makes it not. Because ter- the thing is that people don't remember that Disney like like it's like ah oh, the Star Wars movies, the Last Jedi is so bad. It's like we and I get that some people think the Last Jedi is better or is worse than the prequels, which is like it's wrong, but you're fine. Um, the like like I feel like people forget what we usually have to work with before Disney picks things up. Like we just went through through the MCU and looked at how much. Like the post Avengers era, I mean Avengers is still one of the best MCU movies, I think. But the the pre versus kind of post Avengers era, when when Disney started picking up the distribution rights and getting a lot more involved in that franchise, yeah. I think I think that's a pretty stark difference. Um, stark difference. But uh, Tyler, they ruined Star Wars. Yeah, they ruined Star Wars after the prequels. I don't I don't care if you think the prequels are are like comparable to the original trilogy and therefore it's it's Disney's fault it it's all bad there are, there are probably only two good Star Wars movies I don't know let the, the those can be whichever movies you want to pick but 
I might give you three if I'm really feeling generous. Um, it's the last Jedi and uh, Solo, right? Those this, are the only two good ones. Correct. Uh, Rogue One is the third. Um, no, people like Rogue One. We can't say that. <laughs> Gotta be contrarian. This this movie franchise makes me hate movie franchises. <laughs> I I want them to not make another one until they finally get someone competent. I would say it's the one that got away, but it's not because now it's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There has never been a point where I've watched one of these and been like, man. Okay, I'll say that again. There's never been a point past the first two Alien movies where I've watched one of these and been like, man, really want to see where they go with this. Man, this is a really intriguing universe. I want to see where they go next. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. Every movie since then, it's just been why? How do these keep making money, and why do they keep making them in general? How do they find people to to work? There, it's just such a gross, uh, muddled universe. Like I'm sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of like comics that people really like with these, and so so that's probably good. That's probably where people kind of feel their nostalgia is with kind of the extra media. Uh, But as far as the movies go, they just this might be my least favorite franchise that we do. This is one of those things where you've tried it so many times with these these fresh, bold ideas, and they're all just crap. Mm-hmm. Why not just go to the, these comics that everybody loves and do, mm-hmm. do straight-up adaptations? Mm-hmm. Get yeah, Zach, the... Zack Snyder doing an Alien vs. Predator movie sounds like the most amazing thing ever. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the, the... Could you imagine that? I think like the the yeah with yeah, all my sounds... Snyder bashing that I've thrown around over the years, <laughs> I want this now. It's like I will gladly apologize to Zack Snyder in person and take him out for a nice dinner if he will do that. Like that's yeah, that would be amazing. And um, then I'll question him about the Martha scene. Sure, sure, but kindly, politely. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> um, we'll see how many I drinks bet. I've had by that point. I'm, I'm sure he's a fun guy to, to hang out with. I'm, I mean. He seems like a pretty personable dude. Um, I want him to do an AVP movie. That makes so much sense. That would, that would be a t- with Colonial Marines and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think the first uh, like comic or the comic that was released chronologically, I think before Alien Three, but after Aliens, there, there was there was like something where it was supposed to be like a uh, maybe like a pitch for the next movie. Yeah, and it's it's the like basically exactly what you would want out of a sequel to aliens and that it's it's about you know the the same characters and they're they're continuing like they land crash land on another planet and stuff like there i feel like there's probably a ton of source material they could be drawing from there and i think that's the only thing that i've ever been that is probably the only thing that i've ever been interested in beyond the first two alien movies in terms of the alien predator universe is like oh hey those comics like they, they you know they they make them in nice big books like paperback uh or trade yeah. paperback books a, you know, big omnibus collections that just have everything. Like, I'm genuinely interested in, in picking one of those up because that sounds fun. That sounds creative. That sounds like people who don't hate their jobs work on them. <laughs> and I'm just like... <sighs> the good news is we don't have to do another one. Because when did Alien, whatever the last one was, come out? It was 2017. Okay. It doesn't sound like there there's going to be one down the pipeline for 2019 it's, it's seems to me the i wouldn't say anything because then the next day they're just going to announce it you're like ah july 2019 somehow yeah yeah 
It's all crap. <laughs> Everything's crap, toil crap. under the sun. Yes. Crap, crap, double crap. All right, Tyler. What, 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 what are we, we doing next week? Uh, I believe we're doing a fistful of dollars. Is that? Is it, are we are, are we doing that? Is that what we're getting around to? Whatever. Fine. Sounds good. <laughs> Do the thing. All right. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can find us uh, through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And we're also on iTunes and YouTube. Just give us a search, Here Come the Sequels. And that's it. I think we mentioned the wife character not at all. Correct. The character in quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Thanks for go. Release me from your human bonds. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Heart is subjective. Nothing is real. Never watch this movie. <laughs>